Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light and live from Flanagan's Pub on Stewart Street in Dayton. Stop by after the game for delicious food and 24 beers on tap. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Bud Light. Here's to the beer you can always count on. And by Flyer Spirit, the university-owned student staff destination for Dayton Flyers gear. Hashtag Flyer Spirit. Call in with your comments or questions, 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now, here's your host, John Bedell. Hey, everybody. For the first time tonight, welcome into Flanagan's Pub, the best Irish bar in town. John Bedell, former Flyer Keith Walskowski, and you, Flyer fans, here after a Dayton win, a Dayton comeback win, 91-80, over the artists formerly known as IPFW. We dropped the I. It's just PFW now, guys, okay? So just mind the rebrand. Uh, a comeback win, Keith, for these young bunch of flyers. And uh, I think Anthony Grant hit the nail on the head when he talked about everybody was talking about next week in terms of the trip to the Bahamas. I was certainly in that boat. I'll admit I looked uh, past PFW when looking at their schedule and seeing that they got waxed by Ohio State and UCLA. Their only two wins coming in at 2-2 two and two were both against D3 programs in Earlham and West Man- or Manchester University in West Manchester, Indiana. Uh, but this is a team that can shoot the three ball real well, Keith. They finished the game at 44%, almost at a 45% clip, and that was because they cooled off. They were shooting 58% in the first half, and uh, the Flyers, as we've talked about, now they, they improved in the second half depending on the three. But uh, the last year and now into this young season, they, they are continuing to struggle defending the three, and the Mastodons, Keith, made them pay for it. Yeah, and, and, you know, another thing that Anthony Grant said, they faced a lot of adversity, and that's the type of challenge that they needed. Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't want to go into a tournament like we are feeling too great about yourselves to the point that you think you're just going to walk over Butler, right, a, a top 25 team. So it, it was good that we had the adversity. It was good that we had the challenge. We had to fight a little bit and figure out how to fight through the tough times, not just working on easily executing our own stuff. So, um and, and the best thing is you still come away with a win. So uh, good stuff from us there. Obviously, some things to work on, uh, some things, some, some heavy focuses, and then some other things that we just got to tighten up. Yeah, and I, I'll admit, I, I thought they would not shoot the three ball this well tonight because I looked at their you know, three-point shooting percentage, and they, they shot 40% against D3 Manchester, and I thought, okay, that's a pretty good clip. It's a D3 team, all things considered. Uh, but they shot 222 against the Buckeyes, and Ohio State beat them by 40, 107-61. Uh, but that seems to be the overarching theme I'm getting from not just from you, Keith, but what you are saying is what I'm what I'm seeing from either buddies that I'm you know messaging or texting with or seeing on Twitter uh, that they're happy to see this young team go through some adversity, experience it for the first time this season, and be able to fight through uh, and and overcome a difficult stretch and not just boat racing, uh, you know, some team before you go into a meat grinder with. You know, we talk about these non-exempt tournaments. You want to come back with two wins or you want to avoid the loser's bracket. Now, you still would like to try to come back with two wins, but I don't care which bracket you end up in Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, three games in as many days. You're coming back from the Bahamas, Keith, with three quality wins. Uh, who, and, you, and it starts with Absolutely. Butler on Wednesday. Um, what I like, too, is different guys stepping up at different points. Mm-hmm. We saw Cunningham back. It was a little rough having to see him and Ovi learn how to play together for the mm-hmm. first time this year. Obi was doing his thing at points. Cunningham uh, was carrying the load, as he's wont to do. Uh, Mike Sell was putting the team on his back at stretches. Mm-hmm. Jordan Davis. Um, and, and honestly, Keith, 
what really jumped out uh, off the court to me tonight was the court vision of Jerry Matos. Uh -huh. Kid had some very key assists um, at different points. Between the under-12 and the under-8, two that were in my notes, were the, the assists that Matos had to Obi that he finished with a dunk as they yep. were going uh, – Behind the in back. the second half. And then the, the behind-the-back yeah. feed to Landers was the possession that was right after that for UD. And those were two key assists that led to two key scores that was right in the middle of that run Dayton made to come storming back from their biggest deficit, which was eight in the second half. Yeah, and I think that, again, plays into the theme of these guys like each other. They enjoy playing with each other. They're yes. working hard to get to the right spots and help each other out. And, and, you know, like you said, each one of these guys – stepped up in some way shape or form at different times and it's not all at the same time and it's not not all where they're looking at each other like who's gonna do it it was yeah. someone would take over Trey Landers had an, uh, a couple of different tough drives uh, spin back to the basket tough finishes Jerry Matos had some tough finishes uh, you know the big guys you know they had guys in their face there they had some tough shots too and and like I said it's it's really good that we faced some good competition and you, you try to get that a little bit in practice. You know, one of the things we used to do in practice is, is put ourselves in, in that situation. Coach Purnell, um, it, we used to play six-minute games or four-minute games, and he would start us off either at deficits or play with the lead or play without the lead, or you got to come back certain certain situations. And you can do it to an extent in practice, but when you're doing it against a different team not wearing the same colors as you, uh, it's a whole new ball game. And it was good to see him fight through it and be able to deal with it because – um, you know, chances are if the first time you're doing that is against a Butler or an Oklahoma or some top 25 yeah. or, you know, SEC team, then it's not going to go as well. So good to have that experience. They know what the feeling is, know how to how to get through it now. Four five seven twelve ninety is the number of Flyer fans. This is your show to sound off about what you think about this uh, Dayton comeback win, 9180 over Purdue, Fort Wayne. You can call us up. I just gave you the phone number, or you can tweet me. You can jump in my mentions at jbidlwhio. I may read your tweet on the air. Or if you're here at Flanagan's, got a packed house tonight, you know what's his to elbows. Uh, you can join us at the Bud Light Mike and take advantage of that. Live here at Flanagan's Pub, the best bar in town. Uh, and, and two, Keith, what I said in the Bud Light postgame show is, and I've said my piece about these departures last year, uh, but what I'll say about that again is that there's been a culture reset within mm -hmm. that locker room, and you can see it. It jumps off the court. It is night and day from the way this team played and the cohesiveness from last year, and you can see it making a difference. And you don't have to play college basketball at this level to understand with that kind of chemistry in a, in a, in a locker room, how that translates onto the court, the field, wherever. You've understood that if you've played team sports. Hey, and I think, you know, it all starts with Anthony Grant. And, and anybody that you talk to that knows him talks about his character. Yep. And that's how he coaches the team. He doesn't yell and scream and, and stomp his foot and, and get all angry. You know, he's completely different from Archie. And what yes. works for some doesn't work for all. But he is very calm, very even-keeled, coaches the team, teaches the players. And you've got a, good, a core group of guys that it helps that they're playing. But, you know, good guys, Ryan Mikesell, Trey Landers, uh, Obi Toppin, a lot of positive energy from those guys. And the positive energy works for this team, and they can help dig each other out of ruts. And, and everybody kind of knows the role, plays it, and, and enjoys doing it. Yeah. Well, Dayton winner tonight, 91-80. They come storming back in the second half to beat the Purdue-Fort Wayne Mastodons. They move to 3-0 on the season before they head to the Bahamas on Monday for a game they will play Wednesday against the Butler Bulldogs. John Bedell, former Flyer and UD Hall of Famer Keith Walskowski, and you here for Flyer Feedback. It continues live from Flanagan's Pub on the other side, right here on the home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.
This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 931. I'm John Tisdale. Here are the three big things you need to know this hour. Wright State's trustees unanimously agree to a non-prosecution agreement over possible immigration wrongdoing with the U.S. Attorney's Office. One person is dead after a fatal crash in Dayton tonight. In our top story, power crews remain hard at work in restoring power to thousands of Miami Valley residents following yesterday's ice storm. For the weekend, I'm tracking our chances for more rain and snow. I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydags. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Now, WHIO Triple Team Traffic, that report of a crash in the 1500 block of Huffman Avenue. Also in Miami Township, we got report of an accident. It is on Lamb Road and Belle Isle Drive. And also in the Miami Township, we have a report of a wreck in Sp- on Springboro Pike and Orchard Road. Watch for delays. Uh, seeing some slowdowns in the area just outside our studios on South Main Street. A lot of game day, uh, game night traffic from tonight's game at the UD Arena. Watch for delays if you're going to be traveling tonight near the arena along I-7, both sides of I-75 around Edwin C. Moses Boulevard and Stewart Street due to uh, tonight's game. Our top story, power crews continue to make progress in restoring power to Miami Valley residents following yesterday's storm. Dayton Power and Light crews tell me they're working quickly and around the clock. The company has devoted more than 1,000 people from three states to this. As of this afternoon, they'd replaced 70 poles and more than 1,000 lines. WHS Kate Bartley says Dayton Power and Light hopes to have power back to 95% of impacted customers by around 10 o'clock tonight. Now we're checking the Dayton Power and Light website and just under 2,900 customers are without power as of uh, this newscast. Just over 1,800 of those are in Montgomery County. Checking the other uh, outage numbers in Clark County, Duke we are getting reports from uh, Ohio Edison of 46 customers in Clark County without power. And as for Duke Energy, reporting 249 in Warren County and in Butler County, 470. We'll continue to have updates on the power outage situation uh, throughout the night and weekend here on WHIO. This is a WHIO breaking news alert. One person is pronounced dead tonight after a single vehicle crash on Wilmington Avenue near Rivard Place in Dayton. We're told that a vehicle, possibly a van, crashed into a tree. Cruiser on scene. Now to the wildfires in Northern California. The Associated Press is now reporting that a sheriff is reporting eight more bodies have been found in wildfire record wildfire wreckage, bringing the death toll to 71. The AP is also reporting that more than 1,000 are now unaccounted for after the fire. The list is being constantly updated. With local news every 15 minutes, this is WHIO Continuing News. Wright State's trustees unanimously agree to a non-prosecution agreement over possible immigration wrongdoing with the U.S. Attorney's Office. The school agrees to pay a total of $1 million in three installments and agrees to cooperate in any additional investigations stemming from that three-year probe into possible visa misuse. WHIO's Jason Michaels, the Feds say they will not pursue criminal or civil prosecution as part of the deal. Now the most accurate and dependable forecast here, Storm Center 7 meteorologist McCall Vridex. Cloudy and cold, steadily falling through the 30s this evening. May see a few breaks by daybreak. Overnight lows don't drop too far, and that's because of the cloud cover in place. Helps to keep us a little warmer. We're down close to 30 degrees to start the day tomorrow. Throughout the day, tomorrow we'll look at those clouds sticking with us. We get to the low 40s for a high. There is a chance for a few rain or snow showers moving in tomorrow night. I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydags in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Latest scan of the live Doppler 7 radar is clear. Currently, we have 37 degrees in Xenia, 35 degrees in Springfield, and 38 degrees in Dayton at 935.
I'm John Tisdell, WHIO Continuing News. Hello, it is I, thine king. Today I speaketh on behalf of Bud Light and the most sacred of traditions, the tailgate. In my days as a collegiate liege, I hosted the very first tailgate in yon woods. We didn't have coolers or sports. We were basically just in the woods. But we had Bud Light, so a tailgate it was. Anyway, I invite you to continue my legacy and enjoy Bud Light courtesy of me at your tailgate. Also courtesy of me. Dilly dilly. Enjoy responsibly Bud Light Beer, AB St. Louis, Missouri. Here's the thing about cut-rate health insurance. Sometimes what you think you're getting isn't at all what you get. CareSource is real health insurance. Our marketplace plans give you complete and affordable benefits. You don't have to worry about pre-existing conditions or limited coverage. So enroll or switch by December 15th with CareSource. Visit caresource.com slash marketplace. CareSource policies have exclusions, limitations, and reductions in benefits. Costs may vary based upon individual circumstances. For complete details of cost and coverage, visit CareSource.com. Premier Health is proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. As the official sports medicine provider for 42 area schools, we treat more student-athletes than anyone else in the region. From injury prevention, treatment, and sports performance, our team of board-certified sports medicine and orthopedic physicians, athletic trainers, and rehabilitation specialists offer a comprehensive program focused on the goals of each athlete. To learn more or to find a Premier Health sports medicine specialist, visit premierhealth.com slash sportsmed. Premier Health, taking care to a higher level. Dayton is buzzing with excitement. With the new Levitt Pavilion, the Victoria Theater Art Annex, new craft breweries, and the completion of the newly renovated UD Arena, downtown is hopping. Code Credit Union is excited to support the UD Flyers and proud of our Dayton roots. Code has been serving the Miami Valley for over 78 years and is proud to be the downtown Dayton Credit Union. Code Credit Union, one good reason after another. Learn more about us at CodeCU.org. Member NC. UA. Hear ye, hear ye. I bringeth thee a message from... him. <clears throat> a message from the king and his new trumpeteer, Stephen. The king wishes me to convey his favor to thine team and thine tailgate. Not yet. He invites thee to let the bot light flow forth. And he also wishes me to tell thee that he toasts thee. Waiteth until the end, Stephen. With Game Day's favorite light logger and the slogan of his kingdom, go! Oh, dilly dilly! Enjoy responsibly Bud Light Beer, AB St. Louis, Missouri. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call with your questions and comments now at 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into Flanagan's Pub. John Bedell, former Flyer and UD Hall of Famer Keith Walskowski, and you here for Flyer Feedback. We're coming to you after a Dayton come-from-behind win, 91-80. The Flyers used a 9-0 run that picked up at the with about nine and a half minutes left. They uh, took control, Keith, 78-68 with that run at that point, and uh, they pulled away in the last ten minutes and just did not look back and got themselves to 3-0 on this young season, and Dayton now leads the all-time series between these two teams. Uh... 2 nothing. You might remember the last time they came to this arena, 81-80 on November 9, 2013. In parentheses, Jordan Seibert. You know the rest of the story. So we're coming to you live from Flanagan's Pub, everybody. It's a place where we do not, don't, do not tweet recruits. Hashtag don't tweet recruits. Hashtag the more you know. Just, just don't do it, kids. Hey, retweet. Thank you for that. That guy agrees. He knows what's up. 457-1290 is the phone number. And uh, you can dial that number up to join us on the show. We want to go to the phone lines for the first time tonight. Sean from Piqua. Sean, you got a question about recruits. I hope you know not to tweet them. What's your question? 
Yeah, definitely don't tweet him, John. You're right. Hey, good win tonight. <laughs> um, just want to uh, kind of get Keith's thought on this. I, I think under Anthony, what we're seeing, a little more national maybe recruiting than what we've seen before. We got uh, some New York, and you hear about some guys maybe from his connections from Miami. But just wondering, uh, Keith, as a, as, as a local Dayton guy, are you – you worried that where the Flyers might be uh, missing out on, uh, you know, the next uh, Chris Wright or the next Andy Meyer or maybe the next Keith Wolikowski by uh, looking nationally too much. Uh, I'll hang up and listen, but uh, great work, guys. Enjoy listening to you every night. Thanks. Hey, thanks, Sean. We appreciate those kind words, and we appreciate the call. Keith, uh, your thoughts on Sean's question about recruiting? Yeah, you know, I think it's one of those things you hear about – you hear about recruiting a little bit more often now. It's easier to get through, whether it's through some type of social media, through online, uh, you know, regular news media outlets, that type of stuff. So you hear about everything that's going on, not necessarily just the local guys. Now, do I think that Anthony Grant's going to just overlook the lo- local guys and go national? No, not necessarily like that. But you're not just going to take a local guy just because he's local. You want to make sure it's still the right fit for your for your system and that he's the right type of player and he's the right level of player for what we're trying to do. And if it happens to be someone that's local that, that fits all those, then absolutely you're going to go after him and you're going to go after him hard. Um, I wouldn't necessarily put myself in that category. Maybe Brooks Hall um, yeah. you know, was, was the type of guy that, you know, he fits all that, plus he's the local guy. You want to make sure that you recruit in your own backyard and you take care of business at home. And he's made runs at guys that have just committed elsewhere. The kid from Xenia that just committed mm-hmm. to UC, the kid from, was it Versailles? Keith, it was in the northwestern part of our area. He had decommitted from Ohio State, and Anthony took a run at him and just no dice. So he is yeah. he is making efforts to some of these blue-chip local kids, um, you know, maybe, maybe punching above his weight a little bit for one or two guys, but you can't. Can't you blame get, Anthony yeah, for taking a you, shot. Yeah, you don't you know unless you ask, right? You still got to go after those guys. <laughs> and, you know, those are the same type of guys that maybe maybe right now in his career that he doesn't have a shot, but give it another two, oh, three, yeah. four years. Yep. And hopefully those are the type of guys that you're getting to come to Dayton because we have a nationally recognized brand. We have a team, and we're constantly, uh, again, competing for championships, uh, making the tournament, advancing the tournament, the real tournament. And Sean's question about recruiting transitions nicely into a little bit of recruiting news that we have that we knew he had a verbal commitment, but this mm-hmm. week it was – uh, become a, it became officially official with uh, Muli Sissoko committing and putting uh, pen to pad for his letter of commitment to UD. So he will be uh, coming here officially now uh, for the 2019 season. He's originally from Mali in West Africa, but uh, today he calls Suwanee, Georgia home. He's at Lincoln Academy High School down there. So uh, to answer any potential questions about the scholarship situation with Muli Sissoko coming in officially, they will have one open scholarship next year and that is the one that Josh Cunningham will vacate when he graduates coming up here in May. Bud Light Mike is another way you can join us. First time tonight, Tom and Kettering. Gentlemen, uh, I I don't know if you talked about this already, but Ryan Mikesell was huge in this game. Thanks for listening. Okay. (laughs) He he rallied them, and, and, uh, uh, you know, before the game they were saying he might not even play. Okay, so hurt his ankle apparently. So, uh, but but he was he was absolutely huge. I I thought also that uh, Jordan Jordan Davis uh, is a lot more confident this year and a better player, stronger. Uh, uh, will take the ball into the trees and not worry too much about what happens. So that's that that that's great. Uh, um, there's no. Uh, 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 no substitute for uh, the hands of Josh Cunningham, and, and uh, uh, 
the that strength underneath the basket. So yes, OB is going to be good, but he needs to watch Josh. Yep. Yeah, there, I mean, there's a lot to hit on there. I think, obviously, uh, the leadership that each one of these individuals brings and the type of leadership they bring is different. And Ryan Mikesell is a, is a very mature player, a very mature kid, and uh, and he's able to rally the troops when, it, when the times get tough. I did notice that he had uh, an extra brace on his ankle, but didn't look like it affected him too much tonight, which is a good thing. Um, it, Jordan Davis, you talked about. I love the fact that he's driving the ball to the basket aggressively this year. You know, he, last year I thought he – he was a shooter, and he settled into that role. Um, obviously, he was playing a ton of minutes, so it's hard to overly exert yourself. But he's being more aggressive. He's he's getting into the lane. He's finishing tough around the basket. Uh, got a couple floaters in there, too. So I really like the way he's progressing. Um, and, yeah, I, I think if you're using Josh Cunningham as a role model of someone how to learn how to play tough inside post basketball then and using his hands as well, then – that's a great role model to have for Obi Toppin. And I think, uh, you know, I spoke about it a little bit earlier, but Obi Toppin, you know, sitting out, he put 15 pounds of muscle on. Yeah. He grew yeah. an extra Third inch or two inch. or something like that too. So so the kid's growing, and he's got to learn how to play a different style of basketball now too. He's used to just being athletic, getting around people, going above and over people, but now he's got to learn how to bang too. So he's got to learn how to play tough post defense tough post offense where he may have to back a guy down use his shoulders use his body weight a little bit too and that'll continue to come and josh is another great role model for that as well yeah when mike hartsock was filling in for me here on flyer feedback last week somebody asked well, what are we going to do when ob and josh are you know, we got to figure out how to play them at the same time what's going to happen when josh comes back and mike's answer was well we get better that's what we're going to do oh, yeah. and, my, and my response would also be along those lines of it's like too much pitching in baseball that's not a problem that's a situation to right. be in and it's a good it's a good situation to be in when you're trying to figure out playing time for both of those guys hey uh flyer fans this is your show we want to hear uh, your reaction to this 91 80 dayton comfort behind win over the uh pfw mastodons or the dons as they're also known they go by that too uh four five seven twelve ninety is the number you can also tweet me jump into my mentions at me at jbdlwhio on the twitter machine and i may read your tweet on the air the question or comment and i'm uh, going to go back to the phone lines we go from tom and kettering to tom from dayton uh, Tom, what's on your mind tonight here on Flyer Feedback? Well, first of all, I'm, I'm thrilled to learn that we are now 2-0. and 2-0 against Purdue Fort Wayne. Look, guys, look, guys, let's get serious. We cannot go into the A-10 with Jalen Crutcher at point guard, right? I don't care if he was your player of the game. The eye test tells you. We, we can't do it, right? So what's the alternative? What do you think? Tom, what, what part, I, what part not, are you concerned? What, what's <laughs> concerning for Jalen Crutcher at the point guard for you? Yeah, the fact he does not distribute. The fact that he's what? He, is, he does not distribute, right? He is sloppy with the ball, and he does not look like a D one, A ten point guard at this point. And you know, I, I loved having him. I love I love the fact that they got him, but you know. You know, look at the eye test. Compare him to other A-10 point cards. We're, we're not playing Purdue-Fort Wayne in a couple of weeks, guys. Boy, Tom, I don't know. I'm, I, uh, 
I got to I got to disagree with you on this one, Tom. I, I hate to do it, but you know I like what he's brought to the table for us. Uh, I, I, I mean, will I agree with the best point guards in the A10. Right there. I right? will agree with tonight, uh, and it would it wasn't only him. Trey Landers had a couple. Yeah. Obi Toppin had a couple where they you know they just fumbled the ball, they dribbled it off their foot, they tripped over their own feet. Um, that happened more than it should have in the first half for everybody. But you know I think I think Jalen Crutcher can play. I think he controls the team well. Uh, he got a ton of experience last year playing the amount of minutes that he does. Uh, you know, he's athletic. He can get into the lane. He can, you know, he's developed more of a shot this year. He's shooting the ball better from outside than he was last year. Uh, so he's a little bit more dependable in that aspect. Um, and, you know, I think as, if you're going off of what a player should look like or an A-10 point guard should look like, um, you know, it's very cliche to say don't judge a book by his cover, but, you know, I don't, I don't think he looks like anything but a point guard. Um, and, you know, I would, I would argue that, you know, even myself as a A-10 post player did not look what a post player should, should look like, right? So um, I think he fits the bill for us. I think he does a great job for this team. Uh, obviously, he still has room to grow and potential right, to grow. Does. And and like everybody on this team does, you know, we're we're three and zero. We're happy to be there. We're also in the middle of a rebuild. It's not like we thought we were going to be a top twenty five team this year. So, um, you know, I think we we have to keep that in mind as well. And, <laughs> Just look across and, the eight ten. Like, who would you rather have, Pookie Powell? I mean, come on. I mean, outside yeah, of Jack I, Gibbs, who who is there to? Not Jack Gibbs. The, the kid at Davidson. Uh, his name escapes me. I'll look it up uh, real quick. But, I mean, I just – John Axel Goodmanson? I don't know. He's a forward. He's a point forward. Yeah. But uh, at any rate, I, I just – I don't – I'd like to think he was trolling, but the, the tone of his voice told me he was very much serious. I, I just don't know what, what Jalen Crutcher you're watching, and I would encourage you to uh, – Tom, look up his assist-to-turnover ratio because it's – he's not a turnover machine. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, 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 it's a really pretty good, good assist-to-turnover ratio there. Kellen Grady is who I'm thinking of at Davidson. Right. I know Jack Gibbs graduated already, but – I had guard play from Davidson on my mind. But at any rate, Dayton winner tonight, uh, 91-80 over the Purdue-Fort Wayne Mastodons. And, uh, Keith, as we mentioned, it's just uh, it's just good to see this team go through some adversity and not just have a game where they're just boat racing some program before they uh, before they head into the meat grinder part of their schedule. Because not only do you have uh, the Bahama trips coming up, you've got, you've got an Auburn team that's top 15 uh, in, in Alabama. Uh, that is going to be a tough road test. Uh, so good to see this team you know, fight through it and come out all right on the other end. Absolutely. It's something that's, you know, where we are, we're going to, we've, we've done well. We've done uh, some things that we expected to do. There's some other things that we obviously know that we got to grow with and we're going to continue to work on. And, you know, that's part of the whole process. That's part of the whole process of that Anthony Grant has to deal with as he comes in and he builds his team and he builds his players and he continues to develop them. You know, there's going to be nights where they don't look great. There's going to be other nights where they look fantastic, and we all look at each other and say, why can't you just do that every night? And it's, you know, it's not necessarily that easy. So, um, yeah, things to, things to still work on, things to still grow with. Uh, but I like, the, I like the trajectory that we're on so far. Yep, Flyers winner tonight, 91-80. They moved to 3-0 on this young season. John Bedell, former Flyer Keith Walskowski, and you here for Flyer uh, feedback. Flyer fans, it continues on the other side with David Jablonski from the Dayton Daily News on the Flyers beat on the hotline when we come back right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 
Now the three big things you need to know. The top stories we're following this hour. The Democratic challenger for Georgia Governor Stacey Abrams acknowledges she can't win the race. Cops say three people have been arrested in a raid inside a Shelby County home. And DPNL is reporting just under 2,900 customers remain in the dark following yesterday's ice storm. You're never more than 15 minutes from Dayton's top stories. I'm John Tisdell, WHIO Continuing News. Hi, this is Larry Hanskin. A lot of you have been asking me, where are we going next summer? I'm excited to announce we're going to Greece. YMT Vacations 10-day tour of Greece and her islands. It begins on June 19th when we fly to Athens, where we will visit the Acropolis, the Parthenon, and classic white-domed churches with plenty of time to explore this ancient seat of civilization, along with all the wonderful food, music, and culture. Then we move on to the islands of Mykonos and Santorini, where we take in the spectacular natural beauty and gorgeous beaches. And our local YMT tour guide will be with us every step of the way. Price for this fully guided tour, which includes the tour, hotels, breakfast, some dinners, round-trip airfare from Columbus, and all taxes and fees, is $33.29 after a $250 per person savings if you book now. So call YMT Vacations at 800-716-1757, 800-716-1757. We'll see you this summer in Greece. At McAfee, we strive to remain a leader in our industry by realizing you, the customer, comes first. We also know your time is valuable. You should never have to take time away from what matters to get an estimate on a new system for your home. So now, like never before, receive a price instantly using our online estimating tool at mcair.com. Any season, any time. McAfee. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO is part of the iHeartRadio network. You can hear AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO anywhere, anyplace, anytime on your smartphone or any other device. It's easy and it's free. Just download the iHeartRadio app and look for WHIO in Dayton. Then you'll be able to hear us around the world. The station that the Miami Valley relies on for news, weather, and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Lots of clouds sticking with us as we head through the evening. Temperatures falling through the 30s. The good news is we're dry and winds will slowly weaken through the night. As we head through the overnight hours, we'll watch those temperatures fall to a low near 30 degrees, some outlying areas into the upper 20s. Tomorrow, mainly cloudy day. We'll get up to about 43 degrees for an afternoon high, so a little improvement there. A cold front may push in a few passing sprinkles or a flurry late across the far north. I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydags in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station. AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 957-WHIO. Call with your questions and comments now at 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 957-WHIO. Hey everybody, for the last time tonight, welcome into Flanagan's Pub. John Bedell, former Flyer and UD Hall of Famer, Keith Walskowski, and you here for Flyer Feedback. Coming to you live from Flanagan's Pub. It's a place where uh we are trying to recover from that hot take somebody just let loose. <laughs> Who boy, of all the calls I've taken, that was one of them. Anyways, we're going to go to the hotline for a, a hot take free uh, segment here. We're going to go to our friend and colleague from the Dayton Daily News. He covers the Flyers beat like nobody's business. Our friend David Jablonski. Jabo, do you think Jalen Crutcher is a terrible point guard? <laughs> I missed that part. Did that, did that call precede me? Uh, well, we won't <laughs> recap I mean, I it. Uh, well, you oh, didn't I'm miss gonna much. Have, I'm going to have to listen to the podcast then. 
Like you should. Winter, hey, right? and leave us a review. Five stars, nice comments, okay? And if you don't, just don't leave a review. Uh, Jabal, your I'm thoughts gonna... on this on this come-from-behind win? Well, I think uh, Dayton, as Anthony said in the post game, got what they needed. Uh, you know, a tough game, little adversity. They had to overcome a eight-point deficit early in the second half uh, against a team that was on fire early in the in the game. I mean, 10 of 17 three-pointers, not what you want to see from a Dayton team that is, needs to improve so much on defense. And uh, once again, is uh, you know we're going to rank among the, the bottom feeders among uh, three-point shooting defense teams in the country after this one. But uh, you know, the offense was there all night. Really didn't hit any laws that I can. Uh, that I can remember. I mean, he really can't hit a loss. You're going to get 91 points. And uh, everybody contributed. Uh, I thought Jerry Matos, uh, his performance yes. was uh, a little bit underrated with some really great passes in the second half during the run. And Josh Cunningham looked like Josh Cunningham. Didn't miss a beat. And his girlfriend, the WNBA Rookie of the Year, uh, Asia Wilson, was in the crowd. So he had extra reason okay. to play well tonight. Yeah. Yeah, Jerry Matos, as you mentioned, Jabba, with a very quiet seven points, four dimes, uh, some, some two – uh, key assist to uh, Landers and uh, and Obi there in the second half as they were mounting that uh, that run to really get themselves back in it and to pull away for good. Uh, Jabba, what'd you make of uh, Obi and Cunningham? Speaking of Josh, of Obi and Cunningham learning to play together for real for the first time, and and what did either or both of them say about that uh, in the post game? Um, I didn't ask Josh specifically about that. I was more interested in his girlfriend. Actually, they just walked past me as I was talking about them. That was kind of funny. I don't think they heard me, but I uh, know. Their ears <laughs> were burning. See what they can do together, uh, especially on the defensive end. They, they, they've both got size and length. Uh, Obi, I blocked a shot tonight. I don't think he had a block uh, in the first uh, few games. Or, so he, he kind of looked like a, you know, a Steve McElvain type where he can really reach any shot. Costa uh, showed that at Tennessee last year, too. Um, but uh, he didn't have as big a game. He did start the game. It was kind of a question whether it would be him or Mike Sell with Josh coming back into the lineup. But uh, Anthony said uh, Mike Sell was on a minutes restriction because of a, a minor foot injury. So um, that was why he didn't play as many minutes. Mike Sell only played 13 minutes. Uh, hopefully he'll get better because they're going to need everybody uh, three games in three days next week in the Bahamas. Yeah, and you're going to the Bahamas with this team, Jabo, to cover them. What do you look for as they head into this tournament, starting with Butler in, in what is just a stupidly loaded field uh, in Nassau starting Wednesday night? Yeah, that's the best field I've seen uh, in the six years I've covered the team. I mean, next year's team field in Maui is going to be really good, too. But, uh, yeah, this one, I think the average – I did I re- averaged the RPI or the Ken Pomeroy rating, and it was uh, low, uh, below 50, I believe, even with uh, Middle Tennessee State and Dayton bringing up the rear as far as the low Pomeroy ratings in that field. Uh, you know, Butler is going to be tough. I don't think it's an unbeatable Butler team, not the best Butler team, but it's going to be a big step up from what Dayton has seen in the first three games. And then, heck, you got Virginia or Middle Tennessee State. And the last game, whoever they play, Florida, Virginia, or Florida, Oklahoma, um, who else is in the field? Um, Middle Tennessee, Virginia, uh, Oklahoma, the other side uh, Wisconsin, Florida. Wisconsin and Stanford. Yeah. Those are the four. Whoever they play on the last day is going to be a tough game. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's going to be a big step up. So it's probably good they got a little bit of a test tonight uh, after uh, the blowout of compensation. Well, I'm glad you averaged the Ken Palm ratings, Jabo, because if you put too much stock in RPI, we're going to have to banish you to a site where the, where no, the message the boards are the currency. The net, the net is the thing now. Yes, that's right, the NAT. We don't focus on the RPI. That's antiquated. Yeah, you talk about this field, Jabo. I mean, I think you're correct in saying that it's the best – uh, of the non-exempt tournaments they've had since you've been on the beat. I, I think the only one that even comes close to this is the Maui field in uh, 2013 with uh, Cal and Baylor and Gonzaga when UD was there. But 
again, I think this field just blows it out of the water, and it's going to be a big test for this for this young team as they head there and coming back with, I don't care, winners, losers, bracket, wherever they head, they're coming back here with three quality uh, games under their belt. Yeah, and then they come back and play uh, Mississippi State right away. you got Auburn not too long after that. So uh, the easy part of the schedule is over. There's going to be a few of those games in December, that's for sure, but as far as a three-game stretch against uh, a relatively easy opponent, that, that is over. Yeah. All right, well, David Jablonski, we thank you for uh, joining us here on the hotline. Jabo has been a uh, popular addition to Flyer feedback from what I've gotten uh, from, uh, from many Flyer fans. You know, uh, it, it's, uh, people love Jabo as much as they love Rudy Flyer. Keith. Do you want to do a couple minutes on infant care before I hang up? <laughs> we got a walker in the Bedell household, Jabo. That's all I'll say. He's, oh, boy. Uh, he's walking now, so watch out. Yeah, mine isn't, isn't there yet, but he is uh, waking up in the middle of the night quite often, so that's oh, what I'm going to yeah. deal with when I get home tonight. <laughs> well, enjoy that, and Jabo, enjoy some warm weather and some, some uh, full nights of sleep in the Bahamas, would you, for us? Yeah. <laughs> You won't hear about it if I do because my wife isn't going on the <laughs> That's a smart man, Jabo. I like the way you think. You know how it goes. Slept horrible yeah, every night down there. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that will be the story. Yeah, that will be, be really missed you. That's what we tell Jabo's Hopefully wife. Hopefully yes. a lot of rain and storm clouds. <laughs> yeah, right. David Jablonski from the Dayton Daily News. Jabo, thanks so much for joining us uh, here on Flyer Feedback tonight. Yeah. He's been a popular addition, Keith. As I mentioned, it, rightfully so, some people yeah. love Jabo as much as they love Rudy Flyer. You might even want to you know, hook up with Rudy Flyer at the arena. Go get your picture taken with Rudy. Have him sign it. Have him you know, make it worth something. I, I hear you. So, anyways, hey, we're going to get out of here. That's all our time for tonight. Dayton winner, 91-80 over the PFW Mastodon. So our next game is Wednesday from the Bahamas for the Battle for Atlanta. So we will see you on the radio Wednesday night. Flyer fans, the expanded Bud Light pregame show starts at 6. Larry and Josh Pastorino will have the call at 7. Yes, we will have Flyer feedback after the game on Turkey Day Eve. So we thank you for listening tonight, Flyer fans. We'll see you on the radio Wednesday night, the day before Thanksgiving. Until then, for my Hall of Fame partner, Keith Walskowski, I'm John Dell saying thanks for listening, everybody, and go Flyers. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.